We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobiton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you are review... Uh, sorry. Um, Can I have to start over? Go ahead and count down and restart. Okay. Five, four, three, two. Thank you and welcome to the program. Kids... First, coming attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And today, we are reviewing the films A Place at the Table, Monsters University, Despicable Me 2, and Andre. So right now, we are speaking with Jaheem about Monsters University. Thank you for joining us today. So how are you, Jaheem? I'm great. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Another one of my favorites... This film, Monsters University, is another one of my favorites. Can you please tell me what this story is about? Yes, definitely. So this is basically the prequel to Monsters, Inc. It's like the story of how Mike Wazowski and James Sullivan meet and become best friends and co-workers. But things get a little, you know, rocky along the way. They're not, they weren't always best friends. Yeah, I was waiting for a sequel or a prequel to come out, and I absolutely love how they came out with a prequel, because oh, yeah. a lot of movies are coming out with sequels. I'm just like, just want a prequel. <laughs> so, Well, Billy Crystal and John Goodman are voice actors that star in this film. How was their acting to you? I think that their acting was outstanding. Like, their voices fit the characters absolutely perfect. I loved this movie even more than I liked Monsters, Inc., I'd have to say. But, like, there were some there were some scenes that could have been a little bit funnier, I think, because, like, their main category is comedy, and they're based towards more kids. So, like, I think that their comedy could have been a little bit more explained. But other than that, I loved it. Yeah, sometimes I think that since, since they did already do... Monsters, Inc., and I think when they do Monsters Universe, yeah, I love when movies, um, like, tie together with uh, the soundtrack, because it's, like, it's a great movie overall, and then it just ties in perfectly with the motions and everything, and it just with the music, so mm-hmm. totally get what you're saying. <laughs> yep. What is your favorite character? I mean, who is your favorite character and why? Okay. I'd have to say, okay, no matter how scary she was, I gotta admit, Dean Hardscrabble was extremely creepy to me. She was my favorite character because she was the creepiest. I mean, most Disney monsters aren't gonna creep older kids out, but I gotta admit, every single entrance had me, like, jump out of the stinking seat. I was so scared. (laughs) Like, that thing, she had giant wings and stuff, and she looked like a, like a, huh, I don't I don't know how to explain. She looks like a monster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. I don't. I don't want to like say. It. Okay, she looks like a bug mixed with a monster, mixed with a very creepy insect, mixed with a flying beast creature. I don't know what she was. She was just like 
creepy to me. Her entrances are so scary. And the reason I like her the most is because she was really intimidating. She was just, like, really, uh, she, she creeped all the other monsters out, too. She got the highest scream. She, like, broke the records and everything. And, yeah, she, she totally creeped me out. That's why she's my favorite character in that whole movie. Well, it seemed like she played her part, which is perfectly, I mean, which is exactly what they're supposed to do. So, Oh, yeah. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we're reviewing the films A Place at the Table, Monsters University, Despicable Me Too, and Andre. So right now, let's continue speaking with Jaheem. And we were just talking about Monsters University and about favorite characters. And he was just talking about how this one character, I think it's Dean, right? Yes. Yes. Dean is being very creepy, and she's playing her part as the scariest monster. So, how many stars do you give this film out of five? I give this movie four out of five for comedy reasons, and, yeah, I think it was really enjoyable, but I give it a four out of five star rating. Is there anything else besides the comedy that you did not like about this film? Um, actually, besides the comedy, I loved everything else about it. I mean, the the animation and the colors were absolutely incredible. It was just so, like, vibrant. And the other monsters that were just in the schoolyard that weren't in the scaring contest, they were just funny to watch. And, and I also liked watching the host of the scaring contest because that was really awesome. Yeah, like, one of them was like, yeah, let's get these scaring games on. And then the other girl was like... Yay. And then like, she didn't want to be there. She was just like, yippee. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go home now? Exactly. Did you find any morals or messages in this film? I actually did, but well well I did I think that there were some messages that were a little hmm, what's the word for it? Uh uh there were a lot of me- messages actually and there were a lot of feelings and emotions in this movie as well i mean the the one word if anyone asked me to explain this movie the one word i would like if in one word i would say heart like heartwarming it would it was really like like that kind of movie especially towards the end of the movie and and, and i think that um you know it's sort of built the monster's self-esteem, you know, and I think that Mike Wazowski, even though he wasn't really scary, he had a really positive attitude, you know, and he kept on going for what he believed in, and I think it was really wrong that um, James changed the scare level, but uh, at least the team won. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I really agree with you. It's very, very heartwarming, and it's very remarkable to see that because I mean, I think that everyone, besides that they're all monsters, I think everyone that portrayed, well, not portrayed, but was in this film, I think everyone has someone in their life. Like Mike Wazowski, a person that's very, very positive, very energetic, very ready to learn. And then there's people uh, like, uh, I forgot his name, but <laughs> the other main character. Character. Like uh, Squishy and... Um, yeah, I, yeah, like Squishy and Sully. There we go. Sully that's very, like, he doesn't really care, but he'll do things to keep his reputation. So I think everyone throughout the film, like, represents someone in your own life, if you have that person, so. Yeah. What, yeah, what age range do you give this film? Hmm. I would give this film probably six to... Maybe six to thirteen. I mean, I older kids might like it. Some might, but I wouldn't suggest them like going to see it because like it didn't make me laugh out loud. You know, the first one did, but this one didn't really make me laugh as loud as much. So, and I mean, it, it there were a lot of moments that there was a lot of like slapstick comedy, meaning like a lot of actions that were funny. Mm-hmm. So I liked that, but. For comedy reasons, probably 6 through 12. And I did like that um, the adults in the room were enjoying it. So may- maybe all ages for some people, depending on what you like. If you're yeah. into monsters and you, if you're into movies like that, then I'd suggest it for anyone. But if you're just like, if you're just ready to see a like 
funny movie. I wouldn't suggest that you see it if you're like a little bit older in the age ranges. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So it's like yeah. for everyone, but it's not for everyone, depending yeah. on who you are. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Jaheem, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Monsters University. No problem. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's in theaters now, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Eton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Tavani. From Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobiton. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to discuss the new documentary, A Place at the Table, and we have with us Cassandra. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, thank you for being with us. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the story and the inspiration behind A Place at the Table? Well, A Place at the Table um, features Academy Award winner Jeff Bridges, who's the founder of the End Hunger Network. And basically, it just it's just a documentary that shows how hunger impacts America in many more ways than you might think. Because a lot of people think that hunger doesn't exist in America when it really does. Mm-hmm. And how did this film impact you when you were done viewing it? Well, see, it touches on so many different issues. Um, for example, a lot of people like me um, think that how can hunger exist in America? Well, number one, America is a superpower in one of the world's nations. And also, America struggles with obesity as a health problem. But the movie showed me how obesity and poverty actually go hand in hand um, for for many reasons, um, one of which because people who are food insecure, they had to buy food that costs less, um, and the food that costs less are often the ones with the most calories. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. I definitely, I mean, I this film seems very inspiring and very touching because you might, I mean, I think the fact that anyone would be hungry in this world is ridiculous because we have so many resources and so many opportunities for people to have equal um, food and equal money and whatnot, but especially in America, because you, you see a lot of poverty and a lot of hunger in underdeveloped countries and whatnot. But in America, we have so much excess and so much wealth and so much greed that there's really no need and no reason for anyone to be hungry. Yeah, exactly. Definitely see how this film would be touching. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people think that hunger exists in America because of a lack of food, but that is completely not true. There's so much food to go around. There's so much agriculture here. And I just think that, you know, these people, we need to help them. Absolutely. So did this film show any examples of families living in poverty that are underfed? Yes, one of them, um, her name is Rosie. She's a fifth grader and she grows, she grew up in a small town in Colorado. And the thing about small towns um, in the middle of the United States, especially, is that those big food trucks don't go out of their way to go to their food stores. So therefore, a lot of small towns are struggling food wise. Mm -hmm. And it's just really heartbreaking to see her because, I mean, she's so innocent. She's so, she's just like a, a kid, you know, and yeah. she's hungry. She's struggling for food and she can't concentrate in school. And there's this one part where she says, oh, yeah, I see. Um, sometimes I just zone out in school and I see my teachers and my friends has food. I, I was just like, oh, that's so sad, you know? Yeah. How can it? I mean, this it's definitely happens? definitely hard how people you know we expect the children of our country to do awesome in school but they can't if they don't have the means and the support to you know that's right because focus um, in school and yeah it's Ro it's just it's definitely definitely a with kids you know because it's like what are they going to do with exactly it's not like they can go out and get a job to help themselves like I think it's definitely awesome when people take initiative grow their own gardens you know raise chickens if you can for eggs you know if it's legal in your area because there are a lot of places I live in Colorado not in a small town though I live mm -hmm. right by the capital of Colorado which is not very small at all um but yeah I've definitely you know been through small towns where it's ridiculous there's like one gas station and then houses and there's nothing else and that town so it would definitely make sense that food would be a struggle there so what was it like for you seeing someone who's you know so young younger than you are struggling mm -hmm. with food like that when I'm sure you know you've had meals to eat today and that little girl probably hasn't well, it definitely changed my perspective. I mean, now I'm so grateful for every meal that I have because when I eat, I think about those children who don't have food to eat, who are hungry, who can't concentrate in school. I just feel so grateful and thankful that, you know, I have food and I have a place to stay. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Were there any scenes in particular in this film that moved you more than others or any scenes that really stood out to you? Well, there's another scene, or this follows another mother. She's a single working mother. Her name is Barbie. And her son has, her toddler son has a lot of problems. He struggles with emotions. He mumbles, and he has this attention problem. And the doctor explained it was because of the lack of food he received in his first year when he was born. And yeah. it was just completely emotional to see Barbie, the mom, break down in front of her kids because it's such a struggle to just work and get food. And I just, my heart broke for her. Yeah, it's so hard. It's definitely something where it's like, you know, what can you do in a situation like that, especially if there's already been damage in early years? It could definitely be an emotional struggle for sure because, you know, one can only do so much. Yeah. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And today we have been talking about the films A Place at the Table, Monsters University, Despicable Me 2, and Andre. So right now we have with us Cassandra, and we are talking about the very emotional film A Place at the Table. And it talks all about um, poverty and um, hunger in America and sort of how it's a bit ridiculous because 
is definitely not an underdeveloped country. And it's one of those places where we have so much excess and so much, you know, mass production going on. And it's a little bit ridiculous that we don't have food here, you know. Um, so, Cassandra, why don't you tell me a little bit about the message that this film can put out to people and if it's appropriate, like what ages it would be appropriate for, because it definitely sounds like it has some intense themes to it. Yeah, um, well, the theme of this is to spread awareness and it and the movie explains how, you know, charities are good, but they're only short term there, that's an only short-term answer. And what we need is a long-term answer to end hunger. And the answer is to spark political will because all the politicians right now on the agenda for the government, hunger isn't that big of an issue. And it should be. It should be. And the thing is, so many people are uneducated about how hunger impacts America. And that's the only thing we need to get past. We just need to spread awareness. Um, as for the age range, well, maybe younger kids won't understand much of it, but it was um, very emotional. I say all ages, but it would be more relevant for teens and young adults and adults to watch it because this is something that will hit them real hard and it's necessary to watch. You need to spread the news about this movie and hunger in general. Mm -hmm. And did this film, you know, since it's definitely geared towards people who can go out into their communities and make a difference, you know, teens have the power to do things, you know, at their school. We have a program at my school um, because there's a lot of kids there that, you know, don't eat breakfast in the mornings and they can't. Yeah. 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 We have uh, a um, breakfast program and we have mm -hmm. a garden at our school, actually, that we have some classes that we actually do like in the garden because my school is super alternative and really awesome. But we have like a garden there and um, we grow a lot of lettuce and vegetables and then at lunch you have to pay for school lunches, but then they have a salad bar that's free for everyone because, you know, we grew that lettuce and stuff like that. So thing, and that happened because one of the kids in my school was like, Hey, we should start this program. So I think it's awesome that what age range this film is geared towards because teens and, uh, young adults can really make a difference in their community. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm I'm trying to spread awareness um, about hunger. I posted my review on Facebook and hopefully my friends will read it and share it with their friends, too. And that this problem just needs to be everyone needs to be aware of. Absolutely. Uh, did this film make you want I mean, like you said, you, you're going to go out and uh, spread more awareness but what exactly did this film make you want to get up and do and did this film um give any options or any ideas of things you can do in your community to make a difference well yes in fact you can go to their website um at the end of the movie they give you a website um and you can just basically look at the things you need you can do they give you a number you can text or you can call. There's also a number you can call to get um, politics attention to. And the website is www.takepart.com slash place at the table. And, and I checked out the website. It's pretty cool. Um, there's a take action button. There's the film button. And you can just look at so many different st statistics that you can share with your friends. That's awesome. Well, guys, be sure to go check out that website. Be sure to check out A Place at the Table. It sounds like such an awesome, inspiring film. Cassandra, thank you so much for telling us about this. I'm definitely going to check it out. It seems like such an emotional and inspiring film. So thank you. Thank you. And let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Habiton. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are discuss the incredible new film, Despicable Me Too, and we have with us Anthony. So how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing very well. Super excited to be talking about this film because I love this movie. It follows Gru and Edith and Agnes and Margot, his new daughters, and they go on crazy adventure. And there's even more Minion Madness, and it's fantastic. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the storyline behind this film? Well, this movie is pretty much about Gru, who isn't a villain anymore. Actually, he just makes jelly, which isn't really that. <laughs> yes. Well, exciting. Until he gets tasered and brought to an agency called the Anti-Villain League. Now, it's really cool because he meets his partner, Agent um, Agent Winter, who's um, who he goes with on missions, trying to find out. Who stole a whole military base? And because, well, that military base contained something that was really bad that could turn anything into an unstoppable machine. Mm-hmm. So, so, what did you think of this film, Anthony? This film was amazing. Wasn't I mean, it the best ever? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's... Uh, has some action. It's just an awesome movie. Yeah. What did you think of this film compared to the first one? Because I thought Despicable Me was incredible. And I was like, when I found out they were making a second one, I was so excited. And I was like, either it's going to be really, really awesome or it's going to be terrible. So what did you think well, of it compared I, to the first one? To me, I thought the second was the second one was better. I mean, the first one indeed was really good. I mean, it had lots of action, but this one was better. It had a lot more funny scenes, a lot more cool things, and I just love this one. Absolutely. I honestly can't say which one is better because I love both of them so much. And I do feel like this film, like they definitely paid attention to what audiences liked most about the original Despicable Me. And they added more of it. Like, for instance, the minions are in this film so much more than they were before. And there's a lot more comedy with them. And there's the colors are brighter. The 3D is better. 
But I have such, like, I have a, a place that will forever be in my heart for Despicable Me, the original film. And so I can't say which one's better, honestly. I can't decide. They're both incredible. Uh, so what did you think of the animation in this film? This film is 3D, and I personally thought it was incredible. I thought the colors were super bright, and it was very fun. So what's your opinion of this? I, I pretty much agree with you. I mean, the animation was pretty much perfect. Um, the minions looked a lot more better. The colors were nice and bright. Um, yeah, I, I think that they were really, really good. Mm-hmm. I d- would definitely have to agree with you. Um, so what do you think your favorite character would be if you would have to pick in this film? Wait, um, could you say that one more time? Yeah, what, what is your favorite character in this film? Or who is your favorite character in this film? Favorite character. Um, for me, actually, I think that would be Agent Winter. Because she is so funny. Um, she mm-hmm. does so many funny things. I mean, yeah. that would probably be my favorite character. I love her. I think she's awesome. And she's voiced by Kristen Wiig, who's hilarious. So I think that's awesome that you like her because I thought she was she was awesome and Kristen Wiig was perfect for voicing her, in my opinion. Um, so do you think you have a favorite scene or did you like the whole film equally? Hmm, so hard. <laughs> um, actually, I think I might have a favorite scene. Yeah. My favorite scene is when um is when grew for like it's the second time he has met agent white mhm winter and it's kind of funny because they're in a cupcake shop and yes. um some cupcakes fly in the air and she starts chopping them up <laughs> like crazy i love um, that scene she freaks out and is like karate chopping all of them and then he's just covered in like cupcakes uh, yeah. and- and then, like, it says that it's, like, it was karate, um, some other um, types of things, and then some dance moves. And it was, it's just so, that part was just so funny. Yeah, I loved that part. I thought that scene was awesome. She's she's such an interesting character, and, like, her orange hair is so lovely, and I, I, I love her. I think she's an awesome character. So... What did you think about the voice acting in this film? Hmm. I think everybody matched their who their, their voice. Yeah. I, I would mean, definitely have to agree. It with seemed you. like they the voice yeah, the voice really seemed like it was actually in the character. <laughs> yeah. I, I really liked it. I would definitely have to agree. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co host, Raven Devani. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And today we have been talking about the films A Place at the Table, Monsters University, Despicable Me 2, and Andre. So right now we are talking about Despicable Me 2 with Anthony. We were just talking all about our favorite characters, favorite scenes, how awesome this movie is, because it really is incredible, so definitely check it out. Uh, So Anthony, what did you think of the soundtrack in this film? Um, All the sound was good. I mean... Um, like, all the sounds seemed fine. They all matched with what was happening at the certain part of the film. I, I really liked the, the movie, this mm-hmm. animated movie. It, the sounds really matched. Absolutely. I agree with you. I thought everything in this film flowed together really, really well. One thing that I really liked about this film, sort of the technical aspect and the design of this film, is I really liked the design of the mall that Gru and Lucy, Agent Winters, ended up working in. uh, Because it was so fun looking. Like, it looked sort of, it was like an outdoor mall almost, but it was surrounded by like this giant glass bubble and then all of the different stores were like their own little buildings and so it was and all of the buildings were like shaped specifically towards like 
what the shop sold. So, like, the cupcake shop was shaped like a cupcake. And then there was, like, uh, this really awesome restaurant called Salsa y Salsa. And it was, like, all authentic and, like, Mexican in in there. And it was super awesome. And there was, like, bull heads all over the walls. And, like, I I just thought it was, like, so cool the way they designed it. And it was so fun to watch. And I don't know, Anthony, if you agree with me, but if there was a mall that was actually, like, the one Despicable Me, I would probably go there all the time. Um, so do you think that this film is good for all ages or what's your opinion on it? Actually, I do think it was meant for all ages. I mean, this movie is so funny. I mean, I I don't see any part that somebody wouldn't like. This movie is completely awesome. (laughs) I'd actually give it five out of five stars. This movie was perfect. I would have to agree with you. I I wouldn't I don't give it five out of five stars. I give it four out of five stars, which is still pretty good, but I think this movie was incredible. I think it flowed very well and I think it's perfect for all ages as well. Like anyone who saw Despicable Me will love Despicable Me too, because it's the perfect follow up in my opinion, and it picks up absolutely perfectly. Um so what do you think about the minions in this film, Anthony? Because I did notice they were in it a lot more. They were a lot of a bigger part in this film and the the minions are my favorite characters i love them so much so what do you think yeah they were actually a little bit different than they were i mean they love vacation they have vacation days Mm -hmm. which is so funny they go crazy um and then there's they're so much more funny and actually they're the they become bad people and become the unstoppable people. Mm-hmm. But so that's their big part in this movie. I thought it was really, really funny when they were like eating all the ice cream and they were like freaking out, like like putting ice cream in each other's mouths and like drinking the ice cream. And it was really, really funny. And I was like, oh, minions, of course you would party with ice cream. That's awesome. So if you had to be one character in this film, who do you think you would be and why? Hmm, that's, that's so hard. Actually, I'd be one of the minions, because they are so funny. I agree with you. I'd love to be one of the minions. They're so, like, I, they're just, they have so much fun, um, and they do stuff, like, totally different, so I'd love to be one of them. I agree with you. I would be a minion without a doubt, me and you could be minions together. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? 
It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Co-host Brianna Hobbiton. And I'm your co-host Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids, and today we are reviewing the films A Place at the Table, Monsters University, Despicable Me 2, and Andre. So right now we are speaking with Jerry about the classic film, Andre. So how are you today, Jerry? I am very good. How about you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. I remember seeing this film a while ago. Can you please refresh my memory and tell me about what this film, (laughs) tell me what this film is about? Well, it all wraps around quite an adorable seal. His name is Andre. It all began somewhat years ago. And, you know, there's a, well, harbor master. He's basically, you know, like, owns the harbor. And he's, like, all seal lover. But the fishermen don't like seals. Upsetting. And guess what he does? He he finds a seal in the water and takes him home. Well... They have a pretty big family. Two girls, two boys, and one dad, one mom, and a whole bunch of animals. So he felt right at home with all all the animals, but the entire family goes through many adventures and a very, very good friend, well, it's one of the daughters, her name is Toby. She absolutely falls in love with this seal whose name is Andre. And he is so cute when they first first take him home because he's still a little baby. But they go through many many adventures and he becomes famous and it's just amazing watching how he becomes famous, but he makes some of the other family members upset. And um, one of the fishermen do a lot of horrible, try to do a lot of horrible things to him. Yeah, I mean... I, lo- I absolutely love this film. I remember when I first saw it, I, um, I can't remember when I first saw it, but I remember when I first saw it. It's, it's hard to explain. But my grandmother gave, me, gave it to me, and I think my favorite part is when he's in the like, little tub because he's so small. So that's my favorite scene. Speaking about favorite scenes, what is your favorite scene? I would have to admit, you know me with my uh, fun uh, scene picking. I have to admit when um, it's kind of like uh, Toby and Andre just having fun with each other. You know, they don't have a care in the world. It's the summer. No, nobody's hurting them. They don't have a care in the world. They're just dancing with each other. They're playing with each other. Andre is also very smart. You know, so he he knows what's going on when it's going on. Yeah, I, I love pets that don't have a don't have one idea that what's going on and it's like they have this like weird look on their face like I'm really confused (laughs) but that makes them cuter so what do you think about the costumes since this was a little bit earlier film um I thought the costumes well I think it was good because I didn't feel like they were wearing any costumes I I felt like they're just wearing ordinary clothes on an ordinary day so I really didn't have a taste for the costumes because I barely noticed that there were costumes. It's like that they just wear what they wanted to the set and they record like that. <laughs> uh, I love that. It's like you just go in and you just record. How about the relationship between humans and animals in this film? I thought it was it was extremely adorable and funny because some of the other animals didn't like Andre. But they, but and some of the humans didn't like Andre. But Andre liked everybody. You know him. He's like that adorable seal that's in America that loves everybody, but not many people love him. Yeah. And it's just so cute to see that 
with humans and animals interacting with each other in this film. How smart they are, and Toby's just so adorable. When she's playing around with her animals, she tries to give two birds a wedding, but she makes a mistake that one's a female not, and not a male. So it's just it's just really adorable and cute all together. This this film is really good. So I mean, it's a, it's a classic, and it's also like there's a little bit of funny scenes, and but all together, it's basically about a seal, which I really love because I love animals. If you know me, I love animals. So, who do you think this film appeals to most? Um, there's not much in it. You know, there's no, there's there's really not much. There is a few things though. You know, there's a tiny bit of violence. I have to say. Because, you know, they're threatening a seal. And um, there's some inappropriate content that, you know, some little kids wouldn't like. So I'd have to say to maybe ages 4 to 18 would probably like this. Honestly, all ages would enjoy this film, but 4 to 18 will enjoy it the most. Partly because they can understand and partly because they can watch it. Yeah, it's good to understand films that you're watching. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we are reviewing the films A Place at the Table, Monsters University, Despicable Me Too, and Andre. So right now, let's continue speaking with Jerry about Andre. And we were just speaking about who this film appeals to most and how it has a little bit inappropriate content and it may be a little bit violent for younger children but for the certain ages that he put out, I mean, I think that, again, you said that it was for all ages, but if you, if you can understand that, it's good. Yeah, I, yeah I would have to agree. <laughs> I would have to agree. How do you think this film is produced? Like, being a film director as yourself, a young film director, how do you think this film is produced and directed? You know, ever since I started doing what I do, I've always noticed something new. This film, I have to say the director and the producer did a pretty fairly good job. I did have to say, though, that uh, towards the end, I was getting a bit bored. Because it was mm. kind of the same about a seal being adorable, getting lost, coming back home injured. He's, he, He's trying to be killed. He doesn't get killed. So it's kind of the same looping over and over again. Track that was interesting and not very well done in that. Because at the beginning, I thought it was pretty interesting. But towards the end, it was like, okay, we know what's going to happen. Just end it already. Yeah, so you think it's a little bit too long? I wouldn't say long, just not a compl- not a much of a complex story. Oh. Yeah, sometimes... Like, simple stories are good if you know what to do with them. And then sometimes it's like, just chill, bro. No need to add to the story. So how many stars do you give this film out of five stars? Four out of five stars because of what I just mentioned. And also, towards the beginning, it also is a tiny bit of confusing on what the heck is going on. Oh, so a little bit of confusion. Yeah, but otherwise it's a... It's a pretty good film, you know? If you love seals, if you love birds, and if you love dogs, and if you love girls that love animals. <laughs> no, she she is so cute. She's very <laughs> I young. Just, I just can't get past that. She's just adorable. What she genre just, do you think this film is? Um, If cuteness is a genre, it'll be all cuteness because of the seal and all, and all the other animals, but... Uh, Comedy is a big one. I would have to say intenseness, a tiny bit. Action, maybe. And there is a tiny bit of romance on the side stories. Do you think that's unnecessary? Because sometimes they think that if there's a born girl, there has to be romance. And I learned from another one of, the, another one of my awesome film critics that that always doesn't need to be present. So do you think the romance was a problem? Actually, no, I would have to say that made the story fit better together as it was because I was thinking, I was thinking right when the romance started that I needed something else because it's interesting. The son of the uh, her, uh, fisherman that's trying to kill the seal and the daughter 
of the harbor master are getting together. So it wasn't much more of just like they're dating. It was a bit of more intenseness as well, which I thought was interesting. Well, it's nice that it fit in. How do you think the cinema <laughs> cinematography played out? I thought it was pretty good. I really didn't see any shaky bit, and considering they had to do a lot in stormy water because of Andre, I thought it was pretty good. And considering they had to do a lot with animals in general, cinematography is hard in that case. Because it's just hard getting the animals, well, faces when you can't really tell the animal, okay, now do a scary face, now do a happy face. So Yeah. It, was it makes it a good. lot more it makes it a lot more complicated when you work with animals because you don't know what they're going to do. You don't know if they're just going to run off. You don't know if they're going to, like, go with what you're going with. So I think I'm, I have a new respect for people who work with animals because it's very hard. So, Well, that's all the time we have for today. Jerry, thank you so much for talking with us and telling us all about Andre. It's always nice speaking with you. It's nice speaking with you, too. Thank you for letting me, well, talk about it. Well, thank you for being here. Andre is playing on HGNet Movies Kids Scene all month during August, so please tune in and check it out. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases. And to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. Host Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. These days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.